Hey guys, gals, and undead pals, welcome to the second episode of the third season, oh yeah, of Communist Plot. Yay. What are we going to be talking about today, Phoebe? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Green Burial. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> uh, green, <laughs> green Burial is, uh, there, are, there are a bunch of different burial processes now that uh, are available the goal is to have as like low a carbon footprint for your burial preparation and also like post burial mm-hmm. possible. So there are several different options now that are are available for people who are concerned about the environment and not wanting to add to the current climate crisis when they die because traditional burial methods are rough on the environment both they're a little rough they're a little rough both especially now that we don't have to worry about grave robbers yeah <laughs> like back in the day laying out the concrete slab i get it you know <laughs> embalming mm-hmm. your loved ones with arsenic so you can go and peek at them and their little glass-faced coffin like i get it but <laughs> but now i mean definitely embalm me with arsenic so that you can like look at me because apparently that was a really good way to preserve somebody but uh not the best for the environment <laughs> yeah there was an article that i read a while ago actually about this that i actually took notes when i read it because i thought it was really <laughs> interesting lucky for for me and for preparing for this episode even though lucky I for know. me you and our two listeners <laughs> thanks grant nabby thanks grant nabby um, so this is uh this is just some info about kind of what traditional burial looks like the env- environmental impact of traditional burial looks like it was from a popular science article um mm-hmm. that COVID-19 is overcrowding cemeteries and causing heavy metal pollution. Oh, cool. What? No. And you thought you, you thought it couldn't get any worse. But wait, there's more. Yeah, right. Um, and all of the articles that I'm going to mention, I will post a link to in the show description. Because they're all interesting. So with traditional burial cemeteries are a big source of metal contamination because when when a body decomposes they let out they call it a cemetery i think it's leachate so it's the stuff that leaches out into the surrounding environment and Mm -hmm. it's the leachate's about 60 percent water 30 to 40 percent mineral salts and 10 percent organic substances and metal compounds like calcium chromium iron and lead now now is this is this just like regular old school burial like yeah that's without embalming if you've been embalmed that also puts formaldehyde potassium nitrite nitrate uh 
chrome paint and arsenic also in, in addition into your surroundings and it takes about three years for the body to like decompose to the point that it's and and because it's also not just your body decomposing it's also eventually the the, yeah the coffin breaks down and your like, clothes it's yeah yeah oh my gosh microplastics yeah microplastics in the ground in the groundwater your clothes yeah if you have medical devices and that's not just like this says pacemakers also add stuff to it but also like fillings so things that you don't think of necessarily as you know a pacemaker that you're like oh yeah it's a little like machine that you're putting into the ground too and but also just things like fillings uh we'll also think about implants all Mm -hmm. types of implants yeah. So like, uh, like my mom, my mom, my mom is just, my mom is like the bionic woman. She has titanium knees and she has coral in her chin. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't, I don't think that that would do anything bad, but yeah, the titanium, like most people nowadays probably have, if they live long enough, are going to have some type of metal in them. Right. Yeah. Knee replacements are so common now. That's even more heavy metals than just are just kind of naturally occurring. And do you think that that's why? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. But do you think that that's why they're like, "Hey, don't eat shit from the graveyard"? Do you think that like it's like kind of an old wives' tale that like yeah, you know, I bet sense into it because of all of the. I bet because it's gross and it's gross in there. <laughs> um. Oh, and here, uh, coffins these are some of the things coffins leach into the environment corroding and decomposing coffins release zinc aluminum copper etc plus you know i think if they're like shellacked and yeah if there's any type of if there's any type of stuff to put on the wood yeah to keep the wood from decaying then that's also going to as it breaks down yeah and places with Oops. places with higher temperatures and more rain often have more cemetery leachate so Oof. probably our neck of the woods like middle tennessee oh yeah super nasty it gets real hot and it also is <laughs> decently wet so oh yeah we get wet we get real wet in tennessee stop it they'll arrest you <laughs> So what are some of the benefits, like, leach the stuff anyway, uh, what are some of the benefits of green burial? Like, are there ways to cut down that emission? Yeah, yeah I think I, I'll get to... I'll get Sorry. To, no, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, I'll get to, like, the details, but, like, there's... Give me them uh, deets. Yeah, I'll give you them deets later. Um, but, like, aquamation which is kind of it's like a cremation process but it uses water Water. it kind of tries part part of the process is trying to neutralize that that stuff so what you're left with are basically bones getting rid of all the other stuff and neutralizing it kind of like the same thing with what like what i learned like after my dad where it's just like oh i should have put him in this mixture should have put my dad in this mixture where like it basically makes the ph balance mm-hmm. not to us yeah like so it, if you are scattering ashes it won't yeah. Break yeah and i think that that's 
I I think that at Larkspur, they they mix ashes, and I'll talk about this again later. But they mix ashes with like compost and also some other stuff to try to neutralize the impact, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they still inter they can still inter ashes because they also do full body burial, and there are all sorts of guidelines i mean not just for alerts for us just for green burial sites in general about like shrouds are a really common thing that people get buried in so then you're just like wrapped in like linen and or cotton natural fibers yeah, that will that break will, down naturally exactly. yeah um because Ooh, I, I want a death shroud Ooh, you could dye it like something with like natural dyes like indigo that'd be pretty sweet that'd be pretty dope pretty goth to have a nice natural death shroud guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) so a 2021 study showed that neighborhoods within a 500 mile radius of a cemetery are more likely to have higher risk of heavy metal exposure whoa so the who like the world health organization standards say that a cemetery needs to be at least 350 meters from the nearest water source. Makes sense. 50 meters is not like, I mean, I don't know if that. Give me football feel. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I, I, I wrote that and then I put a little frowny face next to it. Because it know. doesn't seem like enough. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I'm sure that in some places, like, the way that the watershed works, that would be fine, but, like, right, a lot, yeah. but a lot of times, like, in the places that we go, uh, especially for, like, the Upland South, like, they do their burials on a hill, mm-hmm. so that's gonna cause runoff. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, I mean, hopefully would be neutralized by the trees and plants and stuff that, like, are in the way of the water, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the other thing is urbanization has made this problem worse because uh. cemeteries used to be on the outskirts of cities and now they're not in the outskirts in a lot of places because metro areas have grown to, to encompass the cemeteries. And, and think about places like Highgate, where like they mm-hmm. when when the rains would come, they would just have bodies spilling out when it got really bad. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I always thought that it would be like a disease problem. Like I always thought that it would be like a, a hygiene problem. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that it would be also like a heavy metal problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and not in a cool way. Yeah, not in the cool way. <laughs> If we took some samples, if we like did like a soil sample, like we like got some graveyard dirt, mm-hmm. that'd be yeah, cool. That would, that, that would be interesting if I knew more about science. Some from the grave graveyard. Don't worry, guys, it wasn't like at a grave, but it would be interesting to see, especially since that's an older graveyard where I don't think that they're doing any like interments anymore. It would be mm-hmm. cool to see like like how it is the now. Difference. Yeah. So, oh, a way to alleviate cemetery leachate that has been proposed is to have septic tanks that it runs into. And then then it could get processed more specifically to 
the, the contaminants that were there instead of just leaching into the water table. And this would so, be with that. Would it be like the same process with regular septic tanks where they put like the certain enzymes that like? I assume so. Yeah, yeah. That would take care of it. So vertical cemeteries, like multi-story vertical cemeteries, exist, which I didn't really know about. And what is uh where? So the tallest cemetery is the Memorial Necropole Ecumenica. It's in Santos, Brazil. It's 30, we gotta go. It's 32 stories high. It was constructed wow. in 1983. And then in my notes, I said, there's a classic car museum there. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, to go. But it's really, it's it's really interesting, but also it sounds like if I'm remembering from reading about it, you also have to, like, it's not like you just buy a plot there. It's like you rent it. So I think that maybe over time, if a body decomposes to a certain point, maybe they also just eventually cremate it. I'm not, if I'm remembering the article I read about this place, I did not write notes on that, unfortunately. I wonder if it's the same idea where they would, like, rotate bodies, you know, in some of, like, the older cemeteries, where, like, the ones that had broken down, and then they would put, like, the skeletons in, like, uh, crypts, or, um, oh, what is it in, uh, in France, they have down, the catacomb, like, a catacomb kind of deal? I, I'm not 100% sure, because... I read this in like February and I had forgotten about it until we started recording that I had those <laughs> notes. So I didn't go back and reread anything about it. <laughs> I want to, I want to go to the tallest cemetery. That yeah. Sounds Thir- you said 32 stories. I think so. Yeah. Let me look at that. Yeah. 32 stories. Yeah. So tallest cemetery vertical. And then you said um, septic tanks. Yeah. So uh, the, the that's the way that they that there they dealt with you know having multiple stories of decomposing bodies is to have have all of the stuff collect mm-hmm. and then they can take care of it. So that's an interesting m- way to mitigate the negative effects of. I mean, I would say standard burial, but I feel like being buried on like the 28th floor of a vertical necropolis is kind of like maybe not exactly standard. It's not standard. I mean, but, it's very cool, but maybe yeah. yeah, maybe not standard. The next article that I looked at for additional information uh it's about it it was an article that was advocating for human composting in the san francisco chronicle human composting just got legalized in california this one is the funeral industry turns people into toxic waste california needs green burial options these statistics are annual statistics from Mm -hmm. 20 i think they're statistics from 2020 or 2021 god in california you can't have any of that i mean like it definitely is being you know california like pg and e and shit like that are definitely dumping shit into the very limited water supply but you definitely don't (laughs) want heavy chemicals right 
if you if so, you can help it if we can help it yeah yeah and that's that's just one problem on top of like so many yeah. out here so yeah i think these are statistics from 2020 so 300,000 people died in california in 2020 so that equals out to 800,000 gallons of formaldehyde wow like used 104,000 tons of steel 1.6 million tons of reinforced concrete and 30 million board feet of hardwood that all went into the ground that's that's for traditional burial for cremation that uh, emitted an estimated 534.6 pounds of carbon dioxide per cremation. So per? That's, yeah, per cremation. So God over damn. 100 million pounds of CO2 was released in 2020. No, just from bodies? Just from yeah. cremation? Holy shit. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I think that's just for California. Like, yeah, because they had to, they had to, like, stop cremations in L.A. at one point during 2020 because, like, the air quality was no. so bad. Holy, so, like, pandemic, then the air quality was bad from the amount of bodies that we were burning. And the fires. Like, yeah. From, from, yeah. Because oh, California yeah, because is constantly on, on fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's metal, but but wow. Yeah. God. It's a little too fury road for me. Right? Um like so, I love the aesthetic, but I am a fragile flower and I need civilization. Yeah, right. I I would not I would not survive. I I want to pretend that I would, but I would not. Yeah, no exactly. So Human composting um, is a, in this article is the thing that is being advocated for, and it turns a body into a cubic yard of soil. So the, your body gets put in a steel vessel on wood chips and other biodegradable materials, and then it takes around thirty days for it all to decompose into soil in this vessel so i think the process is is somewhat aided but yeah i was wondering if it was aided by like flesh eaters and stuff like that things to like help desiccate the i do not know i i kind of just think it gets to just go although i mean human body like human remains left out in the wild don't take that long Uh, yeah i think think that's kind of what it's simulating in an extremely controlled environment so then you get turned into this cubic yard of soil and you get returned to the family. The cost is between, currently, is between 5500 and $7,000. That's cost, honestly not bad. Yeah, it's not compared to... For like, for like, I mean, you could pay that much for a coffin. Mm-hmm. Human composting is available in Colorado, Oregon, Washington, Vermont, and now in California. Can I ask what the use is? Like, are there any stipulations for the use? 
of the compost? Like, is there anything you're prohibited from using it for? I do not know. I feel like probably not. Like, ashes. Like, you can snort somebody's ashes if you're Keith Richards. I mean, no, you don't even have to just be, you don't even have to be Keith Richards. You can just be some yokel. Or you could take those jello shots. Yeah, like no, no one, no one cares. So, ba- so basically, what with the composting, it's negating all of the heavy metals, so it's safe for safe for people to use, like in their gardens. Or, I guess so. I guess the the I would if if the goal is to turn you into soil, like I would guess that the leachate has to. It's in the steel vessel. I would get like. I was just since basically we're trying to do trying to not do a two-parter about this I didn't like do a shit ton of research into the actual process because they aren't going to describe like they aren't going to describe the gory details to some degree in like an article trying to get people to like support the thing because it's just like and imagine your loved one like decomposing and then they let out all their you know gross juices and like where do those gross juices go (laughs) Um, i mean it is it isn't our title song (laughs) yes exactly that's the thing is that i want to know where the gross juices go like but yeah but i but i i do i do get like they're trying to market for people so yeah they might not want to all the right so because people are very about death but I would assume since you're in, since it's in such a controlled environment and they're trying to turn you into soil, I would assume that the leachate goes somewhere that that's like that the water and the, you know, cause that, that other article said it's like 60% water, that all the water and then the other stuff, like that they, they drain that somehow. And so then it's just like, you know, the, the solid, like what's left like the solid mass and stuff turning into little dune it's a little it's a little returning (laughs) your water to the tribe a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your flesh is your own but your water belongs to the tribe (laughs) what a nerd um (laughs) I, i i guess my question is um what would you want your uh, compost to be used for? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's such a good question. Like, I know that, like, I want to be, like, a tree. hmm And from what I know about that, apparently, now I have to do some more research, but apparently, like, I always thought it was going to be, like, corpse bride, you know, maybe scare a small child because my, like, my, you know, bony hand skeleton, mm-hmm. you know pops up one day or something like that but instead like apparently trees just absorb everything like bones mm-hmm. and all so I wonder cool. if like yeah so I wonder if like with that like you know because trees are great purifiers um I wonder if that does the same thing or if when people are in the pods if they already have that stuff like leached out of them that'd be Maybe. cool to... yeah yeah I that's one one thing I did not look into with with this kind of overview was like more specialized things like that Uh so well if you guys want to know we can do that later if you would like we can get into the nitty-gritty details if you all want to be trees yeah the next article that 
I looked. So that was human composting. The next article I looked at was a Smithsonian article that's could water cremation become the new American way of death. And so this is, this is where I got my info about water cremation. My mom's best friend from college. This is what she wants to have happen. And that's where I kind of, I first heard of it really from, from Doris. Shout out Doris. (laughs) Yeah. So water cremation also called aquamation it's also alkaline hydrolysis is what the process is called. For that, okay. the body's put in a steel, steel chamber with a solution of 95% water and 5% sodium hydroxide. And then they kind of, they make it so the mixture washes over your body. And okay. there's a low temp. Kind of like a little brining temp- action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a little, little brine. <laughs> And is sodium hydroxide is that, a, is that an acid? Probably. I don't. I don't know. I I, I had to go to summer school for chemistry. Many of us did. It's so there was a, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Won't spell MLK Yeah, that all of us were. Bad oh, it's oh, it's lye. It's lye. Oh, okay, cool. It's caustic soda slash lye. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, this water lye mixture washes over you. There's a low temp version and a high temp version. In the low temp version, it takes 14 to 16 hours for the entire process to happen. And with high temp, it's four to six hours. Mm. And what's left is a sterile liquid of acids, peptides, salts, sugars, and soaps. I guess because no no bones. Oh no, there are bones. Okay, and then and then your bones. Uh, so that all the the neutralized liquid, the sterile liquid, goes down the drain, and the and that's, bones, and that's safe. That's safe for and that's safe. Yeah, they've been neutralized, and then the bones are ground up and returned to the family, like cremation. Hmm. Right. So it's it's a it's a gentler process. It. Water cremation uses. Mm-hmm. It sounds like less power. Yeah, water cremation. Water cremation uses ten percent of the energy that traditional cremation uses, and it doesn't wow. use fossil fuel. Like if if you're getting if your water cremation place is fueled by renewable, like it could be fueled by renewable resources, like. Uh, solar wind energy geothermal yeah so then you could if that's true then there would be no fossil fuels used in the process nice and it doesn't emit co2 the way the way fire cremation does it's only been around for a decade like the technology to do it has been around for a while but it's only been i think maybe it was used for like pets and stuff for a little while but it has only been legal for humans for a decade and it's legal in 26 states like legal in tennessee i think in tennessee it is legal but i don't think that there are since you need specialized equipment for it i don't think that there are any places currently that offer it in the state of tennessee even though it is legal if i'm remembering that correctly I might have also been looking at an older article, but I'm not sure. 
we'll hopefully build it and they will come and float. Ooh, we all float down here. Sorry. Just making it worse every time. <laughs> and I thought this part of this article is really interesting. So they talked to a native Hawaiian who owns Oahu's only like native Hawaiian owned funeral home. Uh-huh. And apparently aquamation allows native hawaiians to preserve the bones of the people who have died which Mm -hmm. is important for like cultural reasons because they have the the idea is like that a person's like power essence is in like the long bones Mm -hmm. um and so it's better for traditional burial practices oh cool yeah, I thought that so. Better was really for the neat. planet and better for traditional Hawaiian burial practices. Yeah, nice. um, the average cost—it's kind of all over the place depending on location. Uh, mm. It can be as inexpensive as thirteen hundred dollars, but it can wow. go up to like four thousand, which is still not bad. So it averages out to be a- about two thousand is the the most common. That's still not bad compared to, like, how much a coffin costs. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since now people are not making their own coffins. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Coffins are so expensive. And then you have the burial plot as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think, and this was, like, a while ago, but I think it was, like, average, like, average low-end funeral cost was, like, 10000 Yeah. Like normal funerals are so goddamn expensive, and they're bad for the environment. And like, like you can you can spend you if you if you want to, you can spend that much on a green burial if you want to have like a you know blowout, um, <laughs> <laughs> like Mardi Gras style, like band playing. Yeah, like, Actually, that's what it should be. Like you want you want to have the, you. It should be a fucking party. The first thing I thought of when I said blowout was Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Wait, did he explode himself? Or did they, like, explode him? No, they him? shot him out of a cannon. I think it oh, was okay. his ashes. I don't think it was, like, his body. I think it was his ashes got shot out of a cannon. I mean, I think he would have loved the idea of his body getting shot out of a cannon. Right. But, yeah, it was probably only able to see the ashes. Yeah. So the last, the last thing that, I, as far as kind of generalized green burial goes is just is actually uh like natural burial like Mm -hmm. full body natural burial in a green cemetery so green burial is interring the body with either like mentioned earlier with a shroud or a container that is completely biodegradable so you can get like a a casket that's a big wicker basket it's like yeah. untreated like untreated wicker yeah and there there are a lot of different there are a lot of different things it's very tailorable to to the the person and what the, what they want their funeral to be like what their loved ones want their funeral to be like cemeteries that allow such burials are either hybrid cemeteries natural cemeteries or conservation cemeteries you're not what is a hybrid cemetery a hybrid cemetery is i think one that allows both just normal ass burial (laughs) 
that's that's the technical term like normal go, ass burial yeah you you go and you talk to them and they're like what kind of burial do you want and you're like normal ass please. i want a normal ass burial ass up please yeah or down but ass forward <laughs> ass first um <laughs> god uh <laughs> so yeah like it's it, it's a cemetery where they they do standard traditional burial but also have it's 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 a way for cemeteries that have operated the same way cemeteries have operated forever to get into doing these more sustainable burial practices. to be able to like transition yeah that's and great yeah yeah so like a natural cemetery is still specifically a cemetery where they only allow natural green burial and then a conservation is like Larkspur which is the uh, place in Tennessee that we went to where it's like a park it's like a a, you know beautiful open park yeah it was it was very much a burial area and and from what we saw like the burial areas are they're kind of like natural clearings. I mean, they might have cleared out some stuff, but then the rest of it is trees. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is trees and wildlife and naturally occurring plants. And I think with that, like, you can't have any plants or anything that is not native, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can have, like, flowers and stuff, but they just have to be native. Yeah. So, the these burials cost between a thousand and like four thousand bucks mm-hmm. like at Larkspur for example looking at their website a traditional natural burial is four thousand bucks and it includes opening and closing of the gravesite mapping slash GPS so you can always locate where your person is Oh my uh, god, can you just imagine being on the phone? You're like in the little walking thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, here it is. Oh, um, here we are. Genealogical archive, permanent grave ID, contributions to perpetual care fund and land conservation fund. And so you that's, can all- That's awesome. Yeah. And then for interring cremated remains, it includes all the same stuff and it's $2,000. So, and then they have optional things like you can buy a shroud from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have living memorial planting, so you can plant flowers on oh, nice. on a grave. Like you, somebody from the the staff will work with you to do this. And the thing, so this is the place that my mom and I are thinking we're probably going to put my dad. And uh, one of the other options is a is Native Stone Memorial, where they help you source a piece of Tennessee stone, and then you can get it inscribed. See, I love that, because, I mean, like, I am a goth at heart, so I love headstones, like, the mm-hmm. idea of a headstone, you know, and, some spooky some spooky stuff or some creative stuff, but, like, being we, able to do it in a less impactful way on the yeah, environment is yeah. great. And we saw we saw a few when we went um, mm-hmm. of those engraved stones, and they were really nice. I, I took, I think I I think I'll be able to post some pictures. I can go back and find some pictures that we took there because I took pictures because it was like 
I mean, we were scouting it and I was scouting it for my mom because she, it's, it's like an hour, hour and a half outside of Nashville. And so it's deep in the country, yeah. but it's also keeping that place nice and safe. Yeah. So we just went to, to scout it out, but also I was just kind of like, this will be great when we finally do this episode. (laughs) So I also have some, some pictures, um, I did not because I was super prepared and did not charge my phone, which was really unhelpful because there were so many wonderful plants. It was so funny because, I mean, we were going for your dad and, you know, it was like a really emotional thing. I know, but also it kind of turned into like an impromptu nature walk, Mm -hmm. which I think your dad would love. I think your dad would love the idea of like, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I pitched my mom as an idea for when we do a memorial service for my dad, which we're thinking about doing next spring is uh, inviting people to go bird watching. Yes. Probably afterwards as like part of it and getting like, I have a ton of McKay money. And so like going and getting some like bird guide, like cheap bird guides to like give people Oh, that'd be so sweet. And like a little, like, that'd be like your little memorial. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. And that's something that, like, you know, he would have, you know, that he would love that. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that, like, (laughs) I don't know about love, but like, it's something. I mean, yeah, it's your dad. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, He's a little bit of a curmudgeon. Um, (laughs) But he, he. He liked when my mom and I enjoyed things. So I think that's part of it. It's like if we do something that that he wouldn't mind and that we enjoy, then like that'll be good. It's a win. Everyone's yeah. everyone's happy. Do you wanna did we talk about the um because you guys were talking about uh the cat bird mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't quite believe you. Do you wanna tell that story? So after my dad died. I, did, I don't know if I've said before, my parents were both big bird watchers. Like, my mom kind of, my my mom was the one who was really into it. And then my dad, my dad also got into it. I mean, let's not exclude you. You're the one, like, we're, you're the only one of my, only one of my friends that were, like, walking and you hear a bird call and you're like, oh, I think that might be a blank. And we're all just like, what? <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I love bird watching because it's just like, it's like real life Pokemon, except without the like dog fighting aspect of Pokemon. <laughs> that is an analogy. That that is an analogy from Joseph. He is the one who he was like, I could never get into Pokemon because it's too much like dog fighting. It and is. Like, it really. What's shit. the Pokemon Go thing where like they might be getting turned into candy or some shit? Like, <laughs> like the dart theory behind Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Pokemon, but yeah, it is a. Uh, so yeah, it's, why it's, it does encourage people to go to nature? That that's why I like bird watching is because I can still like keep a life list and like it's even easier with like eBird, um, where you can just have it all on your phone, so you don't have to like. I mean. Not that there's anything wrong with keeping a physical list. It's just for me, I find it a lot easier, like, because I always have my phone on me. But then you can collect them all. And (laughs) it's fun. And birds are pretty. (laughs) Uh, They're cute. And they're just, they're funny little guys. Um, Well, it's also just nice to, I mean, like, they're everywhere. But I don't think, 
like when you actually take the time out to notice them or when you really take the time to notice anything in nature because we had like a wonderful time but it was like also like kind of meditative as well Mm -hmm. just like looking at nature noticing nature being in nature like it's just such a good habit to get Mm -hmm. into and bird watching is such a you know it's a wonderful but yeah, that's what I was saying like before is like you were like looking at the birds and I was just like, damn it, my phone. I like I'm like trying like all these plants. I want to know what these plants Yeah, are. yeah. You were seeing so many plants that you were like, I need to identify this. I don't know what this is. Or like you're like, I think this is this, but I need to look it up. But I need to know. But yeah, like it's something that and I think that that's kind of I mean, that's kind of like the same thing with garden cemeteries where like they are parks, they are curated to to be walked in yeah and that's so the, not to get ahead because this is something i'm saving for a later episode but we went to the santa clara mission cemetery on sunday and uh-huh. i watched i watched a little video beforehand and it was a man who who works there and that was one of the parts of the cemetery that they talked about was like people come here to walk and to ride their bikes and to bird watch because they're like they were like we have over 70 species that like call this cemetery home and like really kind of you know talking about the like we want people to come here and like you know and it's just I, I was like oh my gosh that's so great and it was it was really it was a fantastic cemetery it was a lovely cemetery and fantastic to walk around and I did some bird watching there and that's yeah you, were, you it, saw the one with the little hat yeah I yeah I, I feel like just you know with the way that we are with the way that our population is going like cemeteries have to be multi-use mm-hmm we can't just have a place where we shove bodies in like a sun bleached field that no one goes in. It's yeah. just, yeah. Like I, and I, and I honestly, like, I don't think not to speak for the dead, but like, I don't know when I'm dead. I, yeah. I want people to visit. I want it like the place that like, you know, people go, like, it's a nice feeling, you know, it's not just mm-hmm. about death. It's, you know, it's about, everything it's about life and death and just you know kind of like a meditative experience versus just a place to go to feel bad yeah yeah not to say like you know if you need that that's fine but like maybe on a day when you're feeling better you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's a place where you can go and like hang out you know yeah i love hanging out in the cemetery and oh that was one of the things at this place is that there really weren't a lot of places to sit until you got into there were some places that were more modern because it is some i need to see when it was started you're talking there, about the cemetery in san francisco in san francisco right yes yes okay. I'm ta- well no it's in santa clara it's sorry it's santa clara here near us it's a decently old cemetery and but in the in the parts of it that are newer they're like benches and shade like like benches under trees mm-hmm. to to sit and stuff like i love actually, a good bench grave like they aren't even there, there were one or two but like these are just benches just benches for people to chill like they were very nice they were very like they they went with the rest of the architecture and everything they were really nice little little 
stone benches, but more modern looking, but, mm-hmm. but they didn't look out of place. And like, it was also just so nice. Cause it was like, Oh, they want people to like come here and like be here. It, was, it, it just made the whole place feel like more like a place to like, go like maybe go and remember but also like create new memories yeah like it it was just a very it was a very nice like when we left I was like that was really like that was a really lovely cemetery that was a really nice place (laughs) it's I mean it's one of those like I feel like with cemeteries it's like there isn't really a point if no one visits because it's not really it's not for the dead Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, most faiths believe that, like, if you if you are spiritual, most faiths believe that, like, you know, the body is transient, mm-hmm. and if you're not spiritual, then you definitely don't, you know, you definitely don't care. I mean, not to say that you shouldn't treat cemeteries with respect, but again, but it is for the living people. It's for the living descendants, mm-hmm. and if there aren't, if it doesn't feel like a welcoming place for people to go, then what's the point and i know that that seems very strange because like cemeteries but you know beautiful works of art yeah like you know beautiful plants and animals you know that's plenty of other cultures like not american white people (laughs) cultures do things with you know they, they do things that involve actually like being in cemeteries for like celebrations of life and like past just like funerals so it's just kind of and then I remember there was a post on it was like humans of late stage capitalism or something like that one of those like Instagram (laughs) accounts where it's just kind of like like you start following it because they have a couple of bangers and then at some point you're like the person who runs this account is just kind of like a pessimistic douche who doesn't know too much aren't they they had like a picture of i think it was i think it was like a i think it was like a latino family like having a cookout or something like with their you know with with, with somebody's grave like hanging out there and everything and they just posted that and there were enough people in the comments being like this is like this is culture man yeah like like, yeah it's like this this isn't about capitalism dude yeah it's just kind of like this is a yeah this is a cultural thing that like maybe you just don't know that or maybe like just don't don't care if you look like fucking racist but and i think not too long after that is when i stopped following that account because it was just kind of like "Mm, yeah and then they posted like something else that was also like a little bit culturally insensitive and you're like or like also just like a willful misreading of something and it was just kind of like okay yeah no i'm good it's like this one fucking meme account that recently like the person posted some i can't remember what it was it was like a tweet about somebody being like you know like i don't want to work 40 hours they were just kind of like okay well then you know maybe you need to work to be able to afford things or something and and then in the comments people were trying to like argue with them it's just kind of like yeah 
I don't want to work 40 hours either because I shouldn't have to like spend all of my time awake working to be able to afford to survive to live and and also people who can't work deserve to live so here's the kicker is that in the comments some a couple of people like like comment about like marxism or socialism they were just kind of like you know like you're joking right they outed themselves as a former they used to work for a fucking hedge fund no <laughs> and like it's like this that account, makes sense like this account is supposed to be like funny memes about like dating in the internet age and like now you're having arguments with people in the comments because you used to work for a hedge fund and somehow you think that qualifies you to speak on like economic issues and it was just like oh my fucking christ it's like so many of the we're like super segueing but it's like so many of the of the goth slash alt accounts that i followed on facebook and then it was just like 2016 rolled around and shit got real and it was like it was shit where it's just like oh you're not into viking stuff because you're pagan you're into viking stuff because you're fucking racist i hate that so much and shit like but also shit where it's just like super heteronormative bullshit mm-hmm. which is not goth at all and it has never been but it's yeah. like people that are like you know they think that goth is like fuck your feelings and shit. It's like no, no that's goth just, is about feelings. That's just like it's about being sensitive, a sensible flower that's yeah. withering on the vine. Like it's yeah, not, this idea of like it's like people who think that like being alternative is just being like anti-conformity for anti-conformity's sake. And it's just like, no, that's not what being goth is. Like, being goth is, like, being, like, you know, knowing that people of color have always been in this subculture and helped create this subculture. It's not about, you know, white fragility. Like, yeah, like, I I had to quit a bunch of them because I was just like, oh, no. Like, all of these Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. suck really hard. And then... Like, one of the few things I'm still a part of is uh, don't hate on this wholesome goth content. The best ones are uh, run by, you know, a group of mods who are queer, a group of mods who have people of color in them. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's it it just like one of those things where it's just like, I thought this was about goth shit. Why are you posting why are you posting derogatory stuff about men with glitter? It's like real men don't wear glitter. Real real men have beers. And it was like this fucking like Viking dude. I was just like, fucking what? God, yeah. It's the- like, do you do you know what goth is? What like what do you what do you think goth is? Because I think you're wrong. Like that's the thing. You keep that, using like- that word. I don't think you, I don't think it means <laughs> what you think it means. That's that's one of the things about goth it's like on the one hand it's like if you're talking to like a baby bat it's just kind of like there's no way to like dress wrong or approach the subculture like we were talking on like our first episode about you know kind of getting that way getting to goth through fashion or through movies or through music like there's no wrong way to approach it there's no wrong way to be a goth like you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on like on fashion or yeah, music or exactly like everyone... the only wrong way to be a goth is to be an exclusionist chauvinistic homophobic transphobic racist piece of shit 
exactly yeah like it's just like just don't do that and just don't know, do that it's so anything else easy. is fine it's you so you want to be emo you want to be emo that's fine just don't be a racist yeah like it's not hard <laughs> but anyway green burial um <laughs> this is gonna be fun to edit yeah uh, no I so I, I can we get back to uh you you never got to tell your story Oh, right, right. I started talking about bird watching and I got totally sidetracked. As, as bird usual. watching, man. Okay, so my parents are big bird watchers. So am I. And so a number of years ago, my dad took, I can't remember what book it was now. Oh, no, I think it was a Charles Dickens book. On yeah, you said, said it was a Dickens book. Yeah, on, on a beach vacation that, that we went on. Like your dad would do. <laughs> this is like the only time I've ever been to the beach with him. Um, uh, uh, New dad is a Dickens book. Yeah. Sure. Uh, some of my mom's family, we went to the beach in New Jersey, and my dad sat out on this little like balcony porch to read, and there was this cat bird. And cat birds are kind of like mockingbirds, they're, they're a bird that mimics sounds. But they do it really quietly, and then they also meow like a cat. <laughs> They're very funny. Which I did not believe. I did not believe uh, yeah, about that. And then you got to hear it. I was so excited you got to hear that, because I told you, and you were kind of like, what does that sound like? It's like, oh, yeah, they, they do meow. <laughs> they um, do. They meow. They meow a little bit. Okay. They're they're really pretty. They're like kind of a medium gray color, and then they have like a little black cap. And then they have a little rusty orange, like under the the tail they're very pretty birds but anyway there's this cat bird that would like come in and just like chill on the with porch, your dad right? kind of with my dad yeah when he was reading and so then for christmas this last year i i asked my mom what my dad's favorite bird was because i was going to do it's gonna like try doing thread painting like uh embroidery oh and she mentioned that story and was like, why don't you do a cat bird? And I was like, okay, cool. So I did that and gave it to him for Christmas. And then after he died, there was this cat bird that started showing. And it was early for a cat bird to be around, but it started showing up in our yard all the time. It was just around constantly. And my mom kind of started thinking of it as kind of my dad in some in some kind of spiritual way like that like you know like maybe maybe he's like hanging around and checking up and stuff like that oh and then my mom and I went bird watching a bunch um that spring and we kept seeing catbirds when we go to like the Greenway and Radnor and stuff like that but then when we went to Larkspur when we were leaving there was a catbird <laughs> like where our car was parked and I was just kind of like, well, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I told my mom about that and she was just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is probably a good place. That's probably a good sign. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it was, we had, you know, we had done this wonderful walk, which I will say, if you go to a conservation site, wear boots, 
wear 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 pants. Uh, where 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 you're going for a little hike? Clothes. Yeah, you're going for you're going for a walk in the woods. So just be prepared and don't wear sandals, like someone did, and that someone is me because I'm an idiot. But yeah, we had like this nice walk, and at the very end, you're like, "Oh, that's a cat burn." I was just like, "What?" And and then yeah, I heard the Meh. yeah, and then yeah, that you yeah. Also out there, I gotta say, like it was just it was so quiet except for our loud asses but no we weren't really loud we we weren't that loud and we saw like one other person the entire time we were there which was because it's also a park like it's also a place that you can go and just walk around yeah which is which is really nice because it is a beautiful park and they had like little they had like a thing where it's like a little pamphlet at the station and they even had a thing that was like with bug spray that people would bring and Mm -hmm. leave which was really sweet they're like, hey, it's, it's tick season. Everybody be careful. Um, but the place, the air smelled so good. Remember, it had like that kind of like mustardy smell mm-hmm. to it. It was like almost like a little spicy. <laughs> it was just like a wonderful calming experience. It was so wonderful and calming that I fucking passed out in the car. Um, <laughs> my, uh, yeah, I was just like, because we, we were talking. And, like, we were talking about our experience, and I was just like, I'm so sorry, but I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll be back, I swear. But Gotta have a little snooze. Oh, I was just gonna say that the other thing I thought was really interesting, that the cremation place that my uncle actually found for my, my mom, he asked Sunny. if... Yeah, Sonny asked if if he could do anything, like if he could like call some places and try to you know to take that off my mom's plate. And she was like, "Yeah, sure." He, the place he found was like down the oh the yeah street from our house, and it's it's compassion funeral and cremation services. Uh, Shout out! Sorry, yeah. That's rude. No, it's not rude. I was gonna say, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, they're on Charlotte Pike in Nashville. And it's some guys who used to work for a bigger funeral company that left and founded their own funeral company because of the kind of just like practices. Yeah. Well, just because everything basically they were told to upsell and like yeah. to, yeah. And so they just wanted to just like basically give people options and you can ask for, you know, just like help guide people, but also make up selling not a thing and i think it's just the two the two dudes it's so capitalistic to just like try and mm-hmm. upsell someone when they're like at their most vulnerable yeah yeah and these guys these the, the we we dealt mostly with one of the the two um funeral directors and he was fantastic i talked to him about before cremating my dad to like make sure that because uh, I they had on their website something about Larkspur about green burial and I wanted to make sure that he would still be able to go it was there. like up to code yeah um and he was like oh yeah and like he knows he's like friends with the guy who started it uh who started Larkspur and he was just like that's kind of what what I want to do he's like after being in this business for a while like it's like that's kind of what I wanted I want to do something more like that so it was also great to work with somebody who like 
they they will come if if you're having a uh like a full body burial they'll come out to larkspur and they'll do that you know they'll, they'll provide funeral services and everything for your green burial so i also thought that was dope that they uh oh that's amazing so they, they like they like a coordinate with larkspur yeah. that's awesome yeah. Yeah, the whole process with them was just because they were they were like they they were very respectful, but also not like insincerely somber or anything. It was just it was it seemed more like an empathetic experience, but also kind of not treating you like it wasn't weird. It wasn't like it was just it was very like they were very friendly and honest and straightforward and like it was just it, you know for for something that sucks so fucking hard it was a fantastic experience my mom and i both really appreciated that whole experience and i talked to one of the uh, people at larkspur very briefly because we ended up wanting to to wait um because we were having to do so many other things yeah uh and since we were having my dad cremated there wasn't a time constraint or anything right so I'm I'm looking forward to getting in touch with them and maybe you'll do after we do the the service and everything maybe you'll do like a little like unseasonal bonus spot about that process. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly it would have been like cuz my my aunt basically she was amazing and she basically took care of everything because I was just kind of Mhm in not in shock but just like people just kind of like led me by the hand Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like infantilizing because I let it happen because I just couldn't yeah I just couldn't deal it was so much um so being led by the hand was kind of nice um even though I was like 29 just like I can't I can't imagine having to do like having to do like the whole like I would have appreciated being led by the hand. Well, and she was just like she was she was absolutely wonderful and she just like dropped everything and helped me through it. I'll never be able to repay her for that. Uh but I will say that like we, you know, because we just like went, we didn't really shop around because we knew that my dad wanted to be cremated. But I we talked about this this before, but it was just like it was really only like the angry spirit of my father behind me that I could (laughs) imagine (laughs) that was just like do not burn a perfectly wonderful piece of wood like do not do that like because that was very much my dad he would have hated that the idea of just like waste he would have hated the idea of waste Mm -hmm. but also like some like a beautiful piece of wood being destroyed he would have hated that so much also like the car like yeah all of that I knew he would just hate but there was still there was still that feeling of just like I'm not doing right by him if I Mm -hmm. don't get like this big expensive thing Mm -hmm. even though I know that he wouldn't want this because he would think it was a big waste of money you know like he would he I'm sure that he you know would love what we did you know and Mm -hmm. the, the bag that you made for his remains <laughs> so beautiful like and and that's the thing I think that basically what I'm saying is like I think it's wonderful that there are people who kind of understand that like it's such a rough process and 
basically being guilted into purchases mm-hmm. is just such a it's just such a shitty way to and like and I get people are trying to you know make their money and stuff but it's just you know some people I'm sure that that's fine and they can afford it yeah. but for so many other people there's got to be a better option that like doesn't yeah. make them feel shitty for mm-hmm. doing things in a way that you know mm-hmm. is is easiest for them and not like not like in a disrespectful way but just in a you know, I don't think that I don't think that people's families, I don't think that your loved one would want you going into debt for their funeral, you know? Yeah. But people do. And the whole like life and the whole like like paying life insurance just so you can pay for the funeral is just kind of like, what? No. Yeah, that's that's so depressing. And that's like we, like we we are all for we are all for lavish death customs, guys. It's not that. It's just, you know, you gotta no, this is called communist plot for a reason. <laughs> like, this is the people's gravestone now. Yeah, like I mean, but it's it, like my grandfather had a life insurance policy, and when he died, it paid for his funeral. <laughs> like, yeah, and he had already bought. Like, my grandmother had had died a number of years before he did, and so he already had. He had already paid for his plot. But yeah, that was it, it. It paid out enough to do that, and that was it. And it was probably cool. Like that's depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. It's so depressing. Like yes, death is depressing. We're not saying it's not, but then yeah, just like There's, like death under capitalism. The yeah, most depressing. The most depressing. Like yeah, and also, and also, and like to be aesthetic, it's also ugly yeah like it's like death under capitalism is not it's not a place you want to be and like we said you know you gotta have these places should be places where people want to come you know obviously Mm -hmm. respectfully like you don't want people you know destroying graves and shit but at the same time it should be a place where people where where society comes because it's just like a bunch of land that we don't use what the fuck is the point yeah like that's one of the things i said about the uh santa clara mission cemetery when we got there i was like looking at there we saw some people uh going for a walk and i was just like oh this is so great like this is such a great multi-use space and i was just like cemeteries like you know like like when they're when they're done done in a way where like people people come there for other reasons like either you know for historical research or to just go for a walk or whatever i was like cemeteries really are more useful than golf courses oh my god honestly you know maybe maybe turn some maybe turn some lawn cemeteries in no kidding um into a golf course no (laughs) no (laughs) have a little water feature water trap um no I'm, I'm kidding no but uh but i mean but like but it is it is one of those things where it's just like this is a bunch of land that no one goes to except for like maybe one time a year and that's it like people aren't walking their dogs in lawn cemeteries they're not taking their kids to play mm-hmm. it's just a place to be sad yeah. cut out the golf course thing i feel like i'll get letters 
No, you won't. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious because you aren't serious. You're you're just you're being goofy about it. And, I, I mean, mean, it's just like just think about it though. You know, it's great. It, it would be great. It would be a really good conservation. I mean, golf courses are terrible for the environment. We gotta have multi use. Yeah, but I most like... of, most of the graves are flat now, so you can just play through. Okay. Yeah. No. That is that that. <laughs> That is a good point. You were saying specifically lawn cemeteries. I was not lawn thinking, cemeteries. I was not thinking lawn cemeteries, and so I was thinking there are a lot of obstacles. And I was like, it wouldn't be golf; it would be more like putt putt. And honestly, that's worse. <laughs> also, I will also I I want no yeah no astroturf, but also I don't want balls hitting the hitting the sculptures and shit. But yeah, uh, no. but yeah like a lawn cemetery, you can just play right through. <sighs> Oh my god! You can, oh oh, here's this 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 is a capitalist dream is having a golf course. And so, I, I mean, Trump did it. Oh my god! Um, I forgot until just now too. Oh my god! Um, Holy shit! We were like we were acting like we had some uh, revelation, but right. no, one of the worst people in the world already thought of it. Yeah, no, Trump is way ahead of us. He is he is living in twenty. 50 and we're living in <laughs> the stone age um but yeah i'm living in my own reality um <laughs> oh shit what was i gonna say now i can't remember oh no what i was gonna say is we're, we're creating that's why i remember about trump is because i was about to say we're creating a capitalist dream because golf course on a cemetery you can charge people more for their being a whole on their their plot oh it's just like and um it only costs uh seven thousand dollars to be buried here in addition to all of the expenses incurred during the funeral and uh for another ten thousand dollars you can be the 16th hole or or it's that money to not be the whole, so your so your loved one isn't constantly getting <laughs> tread on. You know, just that's, yeah. If you don't want your loved one's grass flowers to be trod on, then you know, pay that extra ten thousand, and we won't put a hole on them. I don't know which one sounds more American. Paying more for the whole or paying more for not the whole. I feel like paying more for not the whole because that's like, it's like you're paying for something and getting like nothing or getting like what you should already have for free. (laughs) You know, like basic human decency. I'm sorry that you got to pay for that. That costs extra. That costs more. (laughs) This is America. That costs more. Uh, Well, should we sign off? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say that like it was like thank you for like letting me go with you and like you know trusting well, me to like you know as you be an, out, be an adult. As, as as you pointed out when we got there and that I had thought and that I was going to say at some point um but you beat me to it was that um I went with you when you scoped out to put your dad oh my god that's so true (laughs) (laughs) and then then, you were doing it with me like i should dig up those pictures because we took pictures Mm because of course you got to commemorate it we should we should and i think we took pictures with your kid i don't know i don't know if we took pictures but we should post those 
Wait, which pictures of you of, of when we went out to your dad's? Oh, like but both of them. Place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like my dad's. Anyway, uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks for thanks for trusting me and. Of course, yeah, it was fun. I mean, as fun as something like that can be. <laughs> I no, I got you. I got you. you. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I think I think that's about being goth, you know? It's like, yeah, you're doing something sad, but why not have a little fun with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I guess until next time. Yes, until next time. It's getting dark. Stay stiff. Did you ever think of when I first got